Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Before we get to part two of Rick and Tom's conversations, tonight they're going to talk a little about the Rays, talk about the Lightning, the USF opening, and some more on the Bucks in Germany. But the Rays made some moves on Tuesday night in advance of the reserve list deadline. They had to move some players up to the 40-man roster, uh, including uh, infielders like Curtis Mead and pitchers Taj Bradley among uh, the five players they moved up. So the Rays had to make some moves otherwise. So Miles Mastroboni traded to the Cubs for a minor league pitcher. JT Chagua and, and prospect Xavier Edwards traded to the Marlins for a right-handed pitcher, actually two right-handed pitchers. Uh, they designated Javi Guerra, Bly Madras, and Ryan Yarborough for assignment. So they're no longer on the Rays. And they also traded an infielder, Brett Wisely, to the Giants for a minor league outfielder. So the Rays making lots of moves to get to their 40-man roster. They have to protect some of those minor leaguers like Curtis Mead, Greg Jones, Taj Bradley, etc. Uh, to make sure they're not taken in the Rule 5 draft. So they had to elevate them to the 40-man roster. So that's why the Rays made some of the moves. Of course, they've already traded uh, G-Man Choi this offseason. Kevin Kiermeyer's now a free agent. So... Uh, lots of moves happening with the Rays. We'll see how this plays out. You saw lots of moves around baseball as the teams trying to get their rosters uh, set for the offseason as far as when uh, other teams can then uh, the Rule 5 draft, et cetera. So Lightning uh, had a um, crazy win against Dallas on Tuesday night. Uh, they were leading 4-3 in the third period. Uh, had a power play late. Gave up a shorthanded goal. Uh, the puck kind of skipped over uh, uh, Mikhail Sergachev's uh, puck or uh, a stick. And right in front of the goal, and they put it right by Brian Elliott to tie it. It went to overtime. Steven Stamkos gets his 500th career assist, uh, made the play along the boards, was tough on the puck, and got it to Sergachev, who got it to Kalorn for the game winner. So the Lightning uh, win at home against Dallas 5-4 in overtime. You don't like giving up the shorthanded goal, don't like giving up the extra point, but it's to a West Conference team, so you're okay. You still got the two points. Uh, the three-game homestand now, you've won uh, the first two games Game three will be tomorrow night against Calgary. So tomorrow on the podcast, we're going to have Matt Baker. We'll talk some college football. Lots of uh, we're getting down the last really two weeks of the regular season. Uh, then you get the conference championship games in three weeks. So uh, really just uh, most teams have 10 games now. The last couple weeks, uh, the college football playoff shaping up. Uh, we saw USF lose over the weekend. Florida State looks good. Uh, Florida played well over the weekend. So we'll talk to Matt Baker about all that on tomorrow's podcast. Before we uh, kick it and talk a little uh, and talk a little baseball and stuff here in just a minute, I want to remind folks of May Electric Solar. They are a family-owned business. If you want to save money on your electric bill, this is the way to do it. They've been in business 12 years. Now there's a lot of these companies out there, but May Electric is committed to you for the long term. They guarantee their workmanship with a 30-year labor and services warranty. Plus, with every installation, you get what? $750, not $250, $750 worth of service protection for all your appliances. That's the May difference. That's Billy May. If you visit their Hudson showroom, May Electric displays all of its products to conduct on-site testing. You can see what they can install for you. Plus, they don't use subcontractors. Those are Billy's guys up on the roof up there taking care of things. Start saving today. 
Call the solar energy experts at May Electric Solar at 727-819-2862. You can schedule a free estimate. You can lower your electric bill all year long. Preserve the quality of your life and the quality of your appliances. May Electric Solar at 727-819-2862. Tommy, what the hell's going on with the Rays? I don't know. You tell me, man. They traded G-Man Choi, and my son was crushed. What? And, and uh, look, it's going to be weird. No G-Man, no KK. That's going to be weird. Uh, I guess Brendan McKay. kind of knew which, it. but Yeah, you kind of knew it was coming with Kiermaier, which is. I think there's going to be a lot more. It sounds like it, right? It sounds like they're yeah. going to overhaul uh, a lot of things. Right. Um, I get it, Rick. I mean, I, I think they're sort of stuck in that pattern of pretty good team, mm-hmm. um, good enough to gonna make win to be 90 playoffs. games, going to make the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, but are you truly going to be able to compete with teams like the Astros and the Yankees come playoff time? And I know it's, you know, every series is different. It's a crapshoot, depends on pitching, who's healthy, all that. I get all that, but it does feel like. This is who they are, first of all. They, they make these changes periodically. Uh, and every year we question them and say, how can you get rid of this guy or how can you get rid of that guy? And they somehow put together a, a 25, 26-man roster and really more like a 35-man roster and, and shuffle people in and out and somehow figure out a way to get into a playoff and, and win 90-some games. But I don't know how they do it, but it sounds like, Rick, I guess – and. Who knows what will happen by the time we record this podcast to when it actually is posted in a couple of hours. It may, you know, there may be some changes. Let me ask you this, because they got really close uh, money-wise, I guess, with Freddie Freeman a year ago. Now, he was from L.A., so, you know, he obviously went to the Dodgers, and they had a great year, and he had a great year. But the, but in terms of money, if you take away the state income tax, which is significant in California versus here, I guess there were some parallels. I guess. That's the reported... Uh, sort of perception anyway. Now, I, again, if I'm a free agent and I'm a big-time guy that can get absolutely paid, i got to be honest with you, I'm probably not coming to the race. And that's because, you know, a bigger market, i got a chance for off-field money, I want to win a World Series. The Rays, no matter what you think of them, they haven't been but to a couple, which is remarkable, but they haven't won any of them. And are you really, you know, in a, in a division with the Yankees, the Red Sox, Toronto, Baltimore, is that the best division you can you can go work for and expect to get to the World Series? I'm not sure it is, but no. Well, let me add one more thing before you give me the butt yeah. there. The thing that if, if I'm a player, here's what would concern me if I'm a Freddie Freeman type, say, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that is, yeah, you might be able to offer me the money. You're going to compete. I get the, I get all that. But if we have a couple of injuries and we're really, will you really go for it? Come August, come we're July. strapped at that point, yeah. right? Will you go out and get? And I, I know they've gone out in the past and got people like Nelson Cruz and that sort of thing, and they made some deals in the last couple of years. But that's not that's not the same as going out. Can you go out and sign, you know get a um, like a Justin well, like the Verlander Yankees, at the, the deadline? Yankees get like some, Anthony you know, Rizzo, right? Like they, right, you know, right? Can you go out like if somebody's looking to do a a uh, you know a career or somebody like that? Yeah, would you yeah, be yeah. in a running for a guy like that? And chances are you wouldn't be. And that's what, if I'm a big-time free agent, you might put together a nice 25-man roster. But if Wander Franco goes down for four months, are you going to replace him with a big-time shortstop? Probably not. Right. What if, and I've heard this name, and I don't know if there's any validity to it or it's just like you know, burner accounts and stuff. What if they, and they don't need an outfielder, what if they got a Mike Trout? What if they got somebody like that? And... I, I could see a scenario in which they would they would be they would do something like that. 
I just don't know that if you, again, I go back, if you're Mike Trout, why would I What's do that? What's in it for you? Yeah. What's in it for me? Now, it's a better team that I've been playing with the past well, eight, that's the eight, thing. 10 years play, or whatever, yeah. how long he's been with the Angels. But, East Coast, people can watch your games. Right. But at the same time, I, I do worry about, okay, you're going to bring me in, or is there going to be money for anybody else? Is it going to be... That I'm would playing, be the question, right? I'm playing yeah. center field, and Tom Jones is playing right, you know, and Rick Stroud's right. playing second. But, but you could look at this club if you're, if you're a Mike Trout and say, well, you know, I had Shohei Atani, the other best player in baseball, if not the best with his pitching. We didn't win squad douche. But these guys, they got Randy Rosarena. They got Wander Franco. Like, they got some... They got some dudes, right? Like they got some people. Sure. Let me ask you this though, Rick, as a player, how much this would impact you? And again, I think it all comes down to two things: who's going to pay me, and do I have a chance to win? I think those are the two most. Yeah, and things. of those two, who's going to pay me is probably the biggest. Right, but let's say all things are equal. There, that okay. that the Rays have the Rays are going to come up with some sort of financial package that interests me. Okay. And, and they're they're going to put together a pretty good product on the field. How much does a the stadium? I'm going to go play a Tropicana field, you know, in front of yeah, it's not a, good. a fan base. Mausoleum. Yeah. yeah, and and that's the other part. The, the do, am I going to be satisfied playing before ten thousand people a night? Can I overlook that, or do you think that matters, Rick? If I mean, if if it comes down to like, hey, I could sign with. The Rays, who again, everything's the same. Everything's a great, and you got a great manager to play for, and I'm sure Kevin yeah. Cash has a great reputation around the league, and the front office has a great and ownership. Yeah. You know, I they're going to pay me, so I'm fine with that. But would I rather play? Would I rather do that, or am I going to be happier playing? Um, yeah, and I'm not even talking about like the Yan- playing in Yankee Stadium or Fenway or whatever. Those are those are like Atlanta exceptional places. Yeah. And Atlanta, right, or Baltimore, or mm-hmm. Cleveland. Yeah, so, yeah, or Washington, something like that. San Diego. Well, I, just, I think anything they do, okay, will have to be the discussions would have to be, and and some insur- assurances would be like, hey, we're really close to finding a site for this new stadium, or hey, this hasn't been announced, but you can you can take it to the bank. Like we're going to do this and this and this, and that's hard for free agents. They they want all they want is what you'll guarantee them, and so I don't I don't know. Like most of these guys do it for the money. Um, so they're all competitive. They all want to win, but like, there's been plenty of you know players go to the Hall of Fame that never won a World Series. So. I think you got to catch a guy like like last year, like Carlos Correa when he went to Minnesota. Nobody saw that coming. It was kind of a weird signing, right? A lot of but look at the shortstop they had coming up behind him. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, I understand it. From the Houston's guy was point, American, yeah. you know, right. rookie of the year and AL championship ALCS series, championship MVP series. Or I get, I get it from Houston's point uh, yeah. but like when Correa left though I think a lot of people thought like well he's got to end up with the Yankees like the Yankees could use him or he's right. gonna end up right you know with a and he ended up going to Minnesota mm-hmm. which I could there's a lot of comparisons between I think the Rays and the Twins where absolutely smaller market kind of a smaller market and they, they every year they're trying to put it together with a limited budget and I don't know is there a guy out there like that that the Rays can go out and get and say hey yeah, somebody maybe. Who, who, no, no, I think Correa is going to end up turning that contract into a, another big contract somewhere yeah. else. But, um, but I don't know. I don't know, Rick. I just, I, I think we're going to start seeing the same thing where you're going to bring in these guys that you don't really know much about before they get here. But then they get here and you go, wow, that guy's a damn good player. Like Yandy Diaz. Like when he, I when he showed up, I had no idea. Like that guy's a good ball player. You he's know? pretty good. Yeah, he's a man without a position, but he surprises you. I, Although, should we just raise our standards a little bit when it comes to baseball here? It's like, <laughs> wow, 
who knew G-Man Choi could play first? What are we asking well, him to there do? there you go, right. That's what you You know what I mean? Like, oh, he's got a glove on his hand. He can catch the ball, really? That's awesome. He's a major league player. Like, I'm, right. I'm often amused by, like, you know, well, if you move this guy, then, you know, you got this base open, and so he'd have to play third or whatever. It's like you just play the game. Like, you're all professionals here, aren't we? Right. I mean, well, I know and, what they're and, saying. But. No, I, I know. I, I get it, too. And then the other thing, Rick, it's going to come down to pitching. I hope Tyler Glasnow's here for a while. I don't know that he will be. We'll see. But Boy, he looked um, good at the end of the year, though. He did. He did. And it's, uh, I don't know. I, 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 trust, I trust management. That's the best thing I could say about the race. I trust their management. Because they seem to do this every year, and we kick and scream and say, "How can I get rid of this guy? Why are they not signing this guy? And yeah. How do you let that guy get away?" Right. And and yet they somehow at the end of the year, and and we dot them all year long. At least I do. Where I look mm-hmm. at him in May and go, "This doesn't look good. I don't like his bullpen." And right. And next thing you know, you look up and it's it's September eighteenth, and they got a four game lead in the wild card. You know. So. I got one for you. Would hmm. you do this? You talk about Yandy and he need a first baseman. Would you move him to first? How about this name? Comes back to Tampa, Evan Longoria. You know, I... I deal or no deal? Yeah, With I the, think let's so. Let's say the Giants are still paying a part of his contract, let's yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think so. I think I think he has a little bit left. Um, again, this is that's the kind of move that the Rays have to make. You bring in a guy like Longoria, hope he... Drinks out of the the same fountain that Tom Brady drinks out of, you know. <laughs> Brady, Brady and, gets him over at TV twelve. Yeah, yeah, get, yeah, get him, hook him up with some TV twelve, and let's get and let's have him go. You know, like you can hook him up uh, with anything, actually. Right <laughs> there, you go. So, um, but yeah, what, no, I, I did, hey, that. let me ask you real quick, just to go back. I, now it just dawned on me, like were the Bucks out and about in uh, Germany? No, no, business trip only. Really? They weren't business even really. Trip? Where they were staying, they they didn't see much of anything. Now, I will say this. What was cool for them, uh, and I don't know what kind of a soccer fan you might be or your sons or whatever. My son kind of follows it from afar. My, uh, my, um, I guess it would be my nephew, my brother-in-law's son, is a crazy soccer player and and, and loves all that, follows all of it. But um, Byron Munich, which is a dynasty, I guess. They're kind of like the Yankees and... what is it, La Liga, whatever that, that one over there is. Um, anyway, they have, so the Seahawks practiced at the Byron Munich's um, training facility for the pro team, right, the the, the F, FB team, FB Byron Munich. So phenomenal complex, like immaculate, big, um, you know, just really nice fields, practice fields, all that. So... It's impressive, and it's in the middle of a neighborhood, just like a German town. Like just in the middle of you just drive up, and then oh, there it is. Oh yeah, that's a famous soccer club right there. That's it. They're like the Yankees over there, right? So then the Bucks practice, and they're at FC Bayern Munich. Only this time, it's the it's the the Bayern Munich's academy. This is where the guys who are selected throughout the country, very young kids, go, and they go to school there, and they play soccer there. And if you're lucky, maybe they'll bring you up to the big team one day. Wow. And I'm telling you, you think that NFL teams have money or that they're worth a lot franchise-wise? <laughs> please, player, please. <laughs> these 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 football clubs over there in Europe, 
My goodness, just name the currency. They're printing it, right? Well, I, I should know this, but the stadium that the Bucks played in the game, the Bucks yeah. and Seahawks, is that now is that their soccer stadium? Is that the big? That's their soccer stadium, yeah. That's, and, and, and Bayern Munich is the only team that plays there. And how would you compare that stadium to what we see across the National Football League? Is it oh, the it's same? phenomenal. I mean, really? it's, uh, you know, it, I guess externally and aesthetically a little bit, um, with the exception that you know they they never have artificial surface, but it's very very reminiscent of Arizona Stadium. Okay, yeah. You know, but they they wheel the real sod in and out and stuff like that. These guys have real sod because they got still have a hole in the roof. But um, no, it's very modern, and you know, I I think it's one of the reasons that made the game so enjoyable was it was it was you know as stadiums go, it was still a, a young child in the stadium world, but. Um. Yeah, they they're gonna have to. The Bucks are gonna be in the stadium game at some point, but that 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 place was gorgeous. So, okay, let me it. ask you the million dollar question here, Rick. In the year twenty forty, now nah, sooner than that, twenty thirty, twenty thirty two, mm-hmm. will there be NFL teams in Europe? Yes. Yeah, I, I think there might be several of them. Wow, okay. Yeah, I, I think there's going to be an international division. I really do. Ten years ago, um, I think it was Rich McKay, somebody I was talking to with the league uh, that was in the league said, there will be a team in your in, in England and it'll be the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, since right. then, Jacksonville has played games there every year, sometimes two a year. And it's clear that they're not going to make it um, necessarily as a franchise in Jacksonville, that doesn't mean they would close shop. Like the real, the, obviously the logistics of it is, is challenging, right? Like the very sure. minimum. Um, and so any team that's over there would also have to have a U.S. base of some kind for when they came here and played. They would likely play multiple games in the States um, when they came this way for, for visiting games. And they would need a place to train and do all that stuff. Um, there's other issues with respect to, you know, what do you do about workouts and, um, you know, waiver wires and how are guys going to just get, you know, to another team that quickly. Um, but if you had more than one team in the division, that was sort of like your international division. And there could be a couple teams in the States that are in that division too. I mean, this is sort of what the model was in the world league of American football, where you had, you know, teams in the U S a team in Canada, um, you know, there's North America and then and a bunch of teams over there in different countries, uh, Germany and uh, Spain and different places. So I don't know if it's going to be like a European type feel to it or just England or London in particular. But yes, to answer your question, I really do think so because why? The money's getting so big. Yeah, for I mean, all the money. Yeah. The broadcast rights when they do these new contracts and these new deals and what they're going to charge. European, um, you know, broadcasts for their rights and stuff like that. It's gonna be, it's gonna be astronomical. You're gonna have to do it, and I think it'll work because you're gonna be playing four games over there, four games in London every year. There's plenty of teams going over there. Now, here's what's interesting. You'll like this. Um, talking to some of the European fans, especially the ones from uh, Great Britain, who I know better than I do German. I met some German fans, but I know the ones. Oh, by the way, I'm a star over there. Just want you to know. Are you really? Me and Greg Allman probably took more photos. Like, people wanted pictures. How weird is that, right? That is. So they know you? They read your stuff? Know me. Over there? Know us. 
buddy, they're listening to this podcast right now. Are they really? Absolutely. Wow. They are to me, and I know Buck's, you know, Buck's Twitter is kind of an ugly place and so it's hard to judge. But they're bigger fans and a little bit nicer uh, in Europe than they are here. I really believe that. Like cuz that's wow. their deal. Like they're it's a niche thing for them. Like it's like we got this group but it's growing and it's thousands and thousands and and we're just all in on the bucks, man. It's just the bucks. You know what they told me about it? Because we were talking about this very thing about putting a, a team in Europe and all this stuff, and London in particular, because it, it's the uh, UK Bucks uh, club uh, that I was with. And they were like, no, don't want it. I was like, wait, what? No, I don't, no. No, I'd ra- we'd rather the other teams come over here and watch them play. Well, why wouldn't you want your own team? Yeah. It, and it's just kind of like, yeah, no, because they're going to put Jacksonville. You know, if it was an expansion team, maybe. Right. But if that they makes just sense. move yeah. a team, they don't want it. Don't no, want you, that. They team. already have their team. You don't want that team. That's to what they that. said. They go, look, plenty of people root for the Seahawks. A bunch of them root for the Bucks. I'm not going to root for a London team. My team's the Bucks. Right. That's how they feel about it. That's Isn't what that there's always been talk about in the NHL about you know expanding where you know where should you where should you put another NHL team? And I'm absolutely convinced that Toronto could have another team. Like there's, absolutely, there's no reason you got th- two teams in Florida, th- uh, three teams in K- Southern California, right? Or in California, and why would you not put you know three teams in a New York metropolitan area? Right. Why not put another team in in like Hamilton or somewhere near or actually in Toronto? In two Toronto, Toronto yeah. I mean, and New York I has the, two in baseball, and right? Basketball right, and the and fear and... always has been is yes, they could probably do it, and yes, they'd probably, but. You know, they're not the Leafs. Not, they're not the Leafs. That's right. You grow up a Leafs fan. You're not. There's, not you know, the, and there's, there's begun to be a feeling of that some in L.A. If you look at the Rams who moved back there after leaving for St. Louis for 20 years, when they went back, they're not embraced as much. Right. And in fact, now the Chargers come up from San Diego, and they're the L.A. Chargers. No one cares about them in L.A. No, not at all. And you look at the L.A. Clippers, who, and I get it, the Clippers have never been any good. In fact, for the longest time there, they were right. you know, considered the worst franchise. But it's franchise. a Laker town. But it's a Laker town. Even, even as the Clippers got better with you know, right. Kawhi Leonard and all that. It's, yeah, it's not the same as the Lakers. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, no, I, all that's pretty interesting. But they, they were adamant. They were like, no, I don't, want, I don't want to root for another team. I got a team. Yeah, <laughs> it's right. just so bizarre. Wow, man. so Rick Stroud is a superstar in England. And well, I can't, it's not Europe. just me. It's just it's anybody who covers the Bucks, and, and that includes and notwithstanding, because I, uh, I, I told uh, Brianna Dix that you know you are in fact the superstar. <laughs> wow! <laughs> but they were, I was like, man. Well, maybe like, we could take the podcast, agent? me and Steve, to Rick and Tom over in. Uh, they in know England. Rick and Tom. There you go. They what asked me you? about Tom. Who doesn't know Rick and Tom? I mean, yeah. seriously. No, we're we're huge. Uh, if only we're that big here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it was. Uh, Listen, I didn't have to buy a beer. Wow. And I don't drink beer. I was going to say, you don't drink beer. You're <laughs> so, Jack and... Uh, so that's probably why I didn't have to buy one. But what no, did you eat? I had, what I had what was the drink. big food? What did you have? What'd you eat? No, what I had you? to... Listen, I got the big stein. I did... I, you know, as, when in Rome, when, when, in, when in Munich, <laughs> and you go to, you know, the what brew was your house meal, there. So what, what was the meal? Like, what did you have for dinner? What, what uh, yeah, that was a little disappointing. Really? Well... It was a traditional German fare, right? And there were some things I could have gotten there that sounded good. But I, went, like I, I just went, like you that, know what? I, I just said, you know what? I'm not going to I'm not gonna overthink this. Right, give me the brats. Yeah, right, right. right. Give me the brats and sauerkraut. I'm, I'll be good. And I'm thinking, 
what we think about brats, right? Big, right. Thick, thick. Dude, these things were like um, very small, like little kind of cocktail size brats. Okay. Disappointing. I got like eight of them. Were they good? They were, were they small. tasty though? I mean, were they? Huh? They were good. I mean, but you know, listen, I've I've cooked some over here that were good too. I right. was disappointed. It was like it wasn't that. It was like really. That's the brat meal for you here. Like that's it. You guys are known for this. Yeah, no, it'd be like I going know. to Buffalo and getting a really bad chicken wing. Yeah, right. No, a really small one. You know what I mean? Right, like we all right, know what right. chicken wings are, but no, you're in Buffalo. You're at the Anchor Bar. This has got to be great, and they are, by the way. But these got to be great, and then they hand you a chicken wing. It's got like just a little bit of meat on it. You know. So I was in um, Feldkirk, Austria, back cover when the lightning was there. It was a real small village. Yeah. And, of course, like the first day is, you know, hey, you want some Wiener schnitzel? Like, yeah, absolutely, you know. Now, and what then is by Wiener switch schnitzel? I don't know. It's so kind of, I think it's like a veal, I want to say. Is it a meat? I may it's be a totally, meat It's a meat, right? yeah, and it's breaded and everything. I may be totally off about this. But, you know, so by like day five, it's like, all right, I've had enough. Like, can I've I just had enough. Right? I know. I felt the same way. I had, And so, consequently, uh, we would get a free breakfast at the hotel, which was really good. It was like a basic, you know, Marriott breakfast. And then um, I wouldn't eat lunch because I'd be doing stuff. I just pfft, right yeah, through yeah. lunch, and then twice um, we went out to dinner uh, and didn't didn't eat, we only ate once at the brew house. The other two times we went out and we found a place that cooked steak, and I was mm. I was uh, delighted that they did so. So um, the food I, I I wasn't adventurous. I didn't sample a lot of stuff. Like it just it didn't feel like that type of trip for me. For one, I was working a lot, <laughs> um, right. but two. Uh, I didn't, you know, it's hard for me just to, I don't know Munich. Like there's some cities, like I, I got to walking around London. I got to walking around some city, but like I'd have gotten lost, man. <laughs> I would have, oh, I know. I I'm know. telling you ways, no way. It wouldn't have mattered. I'd have gotten lost, uh, but it's a really cool place. People are very friendly. They almost all speak English, which is crazy to me that everyone. Uh, in we're the, so in the, spoiled. Americans are so spoiled. Like, I mean, everybody, go. you realize that everybody is smarter than we are because they well, speak because at they least speak, two languages. Right. And then we just go over there and act like, hey, dude, you speak English. We're like, hey, like, speak English, man. Yeah, like, yeah, that we speak English. What do you want? You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy, man. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, it was, it was fun. It was cold. Um, I can't. Yeah, it, yeah. I, I checked the temperature game time. I, like, hit my, hit my oh, phone. So what's the so cool. said it was outdoor 40, press box. 45 degrees. Outdoor. Yeah, there you go. Brutal. 45 degrees, though. Yeah, yeah. it was brutal. Yeah. But we managed to get through it, so. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. All right, let's chat on this. Uh, you like where the Lightning are at? Are they going to be okay? I don't mm-hmm. know, man. I got a weird feeling about them. But there's know, a man. part of me that's just like, and I say this every year, I know. There's a part of me, it's like you you look at them and say, are they even, can they even get excited about hockey in November? After what well, they've been I through you're the right. last You've been years? right about that for years. Like it's it, To them now, it's just like, okay, season starts when we're in the playoffs. Yeah. But now here's the thing that's scary is there are some good teams in the East that, you know, Boston's looks really good. And then there's some teams that you don't that you didn't expect. And I don't know if it's just a fluky month or two, but 
Like New Jersey's really good. Like Buffalo has played well at times. Philadelphia with John Tortorella has yeah, played Tortorella's okay. Off to a good start, yeah. You know, so um, and then you got some other teams like you know Washington's kind of just like bounced around like the Lightning Yard. Penguins yep. had like a seven game losing streak, something like that. So I, I I'm having a hard time getting a read on the Eastern Conference right now. I do think the Lightning will make the playoffs, and once you get there, you got Andre Vasilevsky. You I got mean, the best player in the world. Best best guy in the world. Yeah. So like, I like the way Kucherov's like... playing. I like the way Stamkos. Stamkos is one of those guys. It's I'm telling you, man. I said four years ago, I think it was, before was they done. went on their Cups run, I go, I think he's done. I, I did too, done. those injuries, man. <laughs> and I th- and then he goes out, he, he had his best year ever last year. and, and Didn't looks, miss a game. Looks fine again this year. Yeah. So, uh, And they're going to start getting healthier too. You know, Anthony Sorelli will come back here eventually, and Zach Bogosian will get back here eventually. They'll be fine. Make, yeah, so they'll be fine. No, I think they'll get in, and, and then anything can happen. But – I think they'll kind of stumble around here for a couple of months yeah. just because that I just I can't imagine it's easy to get jacked up for a game against, you know, Edmonton in November uh when you're when you had all when these been like the mountaintop, yeah. Yeah, 3 years in a row. So. Yeah, I lied. USF needs a coach. Wow. You who you can pick one go. Uh USF needs a uh, well, yeah. That's the thing, Rick. I don't know where you go. Like I, I thought Jeff Scott was the right guy for the job. I thought this is what you do. You be, you know, who I thought of when they hired Jeff Scott. I thought of your alma mater, Arkansas State, and I said that's what USF needs to be. It needs to yeah. be a place Cradle for a young coaches, coach, yeah. to be here three or four years, build up a nice resume, and yep. then move. Then that coach moves on to Auburn or moves on to, to South Carolina, Utah moves on State. to Oregon, Utah yeah. State, whatever. And now. And and then you bring in the next guy who's that a hot assistant from somebody. Right. But Rick, if I if you ask Jeff Scott, and I don't know where Jeff Scott's going to end up, but I got I'll tell you this right now, I don't know if that guy'll be a head coach again. Or not it's right away. Be a He's got to go through some like rehabilit, you know, Davos. And I'm not even up. sure it's his fault. But no. I just well, I think I mean, it's it, a bad I think it's a bad job, man. I don't know that I want this job. That's what I'm trying to figure out. Like, do you really want this job? Like, who wants it? And, and, and of course, people want it, right? Because they want to be head coaches in college football. It's Division One. It's in the a decent conference. And you, and you think that if you could, you know, keep some of the guys from leaking through to every other program in the state and keep them here in in you know sort of the Tampa Bay area, that you'd have a really good team. That's what they've done in the past. But I don't know how good of a job it is, man. They're going to get a stadium. That the indoor facilities opening. Those are all big things in there timeline right but man i i don't know i don't know that like, if, I'm, like if i have options to be no. a head coach i'm looking at all all the other ones before i look at usf that's just absolutely me. steve steve Burstnick and i steve we were talking about this the other day um like look at cincinnati like cincinnati cincinnati used to be a bad job absolutely and then it, be, and then it became a good job and they they started running those coaches through there you know who, who yeah, all they, they had there rick or uh brian kelly and well it started with mark d'antonio Brian yeah. Kelly, Butch Jones. I mean, you know, you go through the the roster of they went to Notre Dame and Michigan State right. and Tennessee and yeah, I mean, it was just they kept replacing until they got to Tommy Tuberville. <laughs> wow. But I'm okay with that. Like as long as you as long as you have good coaches, I don't care if he's here for mm-hmm. three or five or. So or if you're USF, though, if they Rick, leave the program you... better than when they they came, right? But if you're USF, and and by the way, it's time to start looking at the AD. But at the same time. If I'm USF and I'm looking out there, who? what are you better off? Are you better off? Okay, Jeff Scott didn't work, but let's go find 
you know, the offensive coordinator at, you know, Penn State. I got to have a head coach. I got to have a guy who's head coach. Or would you rather go the other way and say, let's bring in somebody like a Charlie Strong type? A guy who's yeah, I don't want uh, yeah, I know I a mean, head coach do, who's who used to be really good, but maybe he's trying to fix some, his rep. Not I'm going to change. I'm going to no, change from Gruden, those two. You know what I mean. I'm going to say I don't want Charlie Strong. I don't want the guy heading down the ladder that wants to get back in the power five. I would say this: they need a head coach, though they can't. You know, the hot offensive coordinator or defensive coordinator has not done that job. Doesn't I don't want to train him anymore. I don't. Head coach is not like if you're a good play caller at Clemson, good for you. It doesn't translate. Okay, because you're not gonna have Clemson's players. You don't have Andrew. You know, you don't have Lawrence. You don't have uh, right. Deshaun Watson. I mean, the, the, you know. So a lot of people can call plays for those guys. This is the head coaching job. So for me, I need a guy like Florida got only coming up at a lower level, like Billy Napier. Like, show me a guy that's been a head coach, been successful, maybe not, you know, in in one of the top conferences necessarily, but he he knows how to manage people. He knows how to build a staff. All those things you do that aren't really, you know, coaching. Like it's just administrative sort of setting up things. But I'd rather have the guy that's been a head coach and he's on his way up. And maybe he will only be here for two or three years. No, that's know? fine. I just, I'm okay with that. I I don't know who that coach is because if I'm that coach, I want no parts of this program. <laughs> That's the problem. I just I hate yeah. to say it. It's scared. Exactly it right. would scare you got me. options. Yeah, if I'm a, if I'm at App State, say I'm the App State coach or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And, and Coastal USF, Carolina. Yeah, Coastal Carolina. And the and they call. I would say, hey, thanks. I appreciate it. It's a probably you know it's a bigger school than I'm at now, but yeah. I think I'll wait and I think right. I'll be able to get. The and I'll, maybe, if I wait a year, then I'll get the Kansas shop or the Auburn. Or it might shop, be the same the, conference. They might go. You know what? I'm going to take the Houston, or I'm going to take SMU, yeah. or I'm going to take Memphis. You know, like. And the other I scary thing, Rick, is you're in a state that's loaded with talent, but you got four other programs. Who, Picking it off. I'm not plus you what, Georgia, plus Alabama, plus yeah. Of course, they go like those schools. They recruit the country, not just yeah. the area. But I mean, if I'm a, that's the other thing. If I'm a local kid, if I'm a local kid, why am I going to USF? If you take out the the that all oh, my parents can watch me play. Yeah, they can uh, watch you anyway. They can, right. I would. I don't get know. An that NIL deal. You can buy them airplane tickets and sit with me in the coach seat back there in row twenty nine. <laughs> up against the window, they had to get out of the way to let Rick <laughs> go to the bathroom. But That's they right. have. They have. I mean, Florida State's uh, Florida. I like Mike Norvell, man. He, what they're doing is really nice good. Job. Yeah. I think Florida's got the right guy there. USF or UCF. Yes. Yeah. They've clearly surpassed. And and you still got I mean Miami's in a, a little bit of a mess, but I just look around if I'm you if I'm a kid a local kid from Florida you're fifth on the list in Florida you know as a you school. got options yeah so, I mean they're gonna have to they're gonna have to convince some guys to stay home but that's up to whoever it pains me to you. say because I thought Jeff Scott when they hired him I liked the hire I thought but it everybody was likes the guy the likes right the hire but it. the resume is fine but man there's just something to that that's that job oh, you know my gosh they come you're in you're hired to be fired but like he just didn't. He didn't get it out of his guys, and, no. and it's disappointing. It's weird because I thought he would be successful too, given his resume and all that. But yeah, who knows, man? Uh, well, this has been fun, Tom Jones. Yeah, what do you got coming up? Uh, I mean, the election uh, uh, are is over. over. Thank goodness. Yeah, well, it's pretty um, much. I mean, we're still waiting on the house. But there's name calling going on. on. There's a split in the GOP between Trump and, oh, yeah, and what does he call well, him? Sanctimonious. And <laughs> that's it. I'm telling you. This is something, and there's going to be a big fight over. That's close uh, to little Marco, by the way. Yeah, well, exactly. And they're going to be a big fight over who's going to be the House Speaker because the the Republicans will probably take the House here if they haven't by the time the right, gas right. comes out. 
So anyway, and I, I went out, I met, I went to uh, Washington D.C. Uh, two weeks ago and hung out with Chuck Todd on the set of Meet the Press. And it get was out! A blast. Yeah, it was black. Wrote a story for the longest running show in television. 75, 75th anniversary. They just had their seventy fifth anniversary. Unbelievable! I watched the, I, I didn't how even know they, they taped had it. Television seventy six years ago. Did yeah, you? I watched how they taped the show and. Uh, wow. They tape. I got over there at six thirty. Did you say, "Hey, Chuck, yeah. can you ask better questions?" No. Hey, I, 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 we talked about it. We talked about how he trends on Twitter on Sundays and people beat him up, and he was very upfront. He front does get and beat up a lot. It. It's like was, buck, it's like Buck Twitter after a while. Yeah, no, he was very uh, upfront and honest about it. So go to pointer p o y n t e r dot org and and check out the Meet the Press story or look it up on Great Google. Great stuff. Google, yeah. yeah, it's good stuff. It's a fun time to to be reading all that because I mean, um, it's like you know we're here again in a couple of years with another presidential election. Remind you guys, uh, check out May Electric Solar. You want to save money on your energy bill? They've been doing this for twelve years. Uh, they are local. Um, you can start saving money today. Call Billy May and his guys, the solar energy experts, May Electric Solar, 727-819-2862. Schedule free estimate, lower your electric bill. Improve the quality of your life. May Electric Solar, 727-819-2862. For Tommy Jones. Rick and yes, Tom sir. Back together again. Steve Versnick, our producer and co-host of this show. Um, thanks for listening. We'll be back tomorrow. I'm Rick Stroud, the Tampa Times. Have a great day, everybody. 